The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Well, let's get into our thinking point for this morning. The new police commissioner, Fanny Masamola, has committed to addressing the backlog in DNA testing. And, of course, we know that the forensic laboratories have been facing multiple capacity issues, including being understaffed. Uh, the backlog, as of September 2021, was at 240,000 DNA cases that still needed to be processed. Well, um Spokesperson for Action Society, Ian Cameron, joins us on the line. Ian, good morning to you. Thank you for your time this morning. Good morning. Thank you. You've now taken this matter to the public protector for her to look further into. That's not surprising because this backlog has just been growing over the last three to five years. And there doesn't seem to be any clear way of resolving it, despite the fact that it's been discussed in Parliament a number of times. There have been interventions announced by um, the Minister of, of Police as well. Yes, I think it's, it's, it's to be honest, I think it's a disgrace. I, I think it's really a, a, it's just plain and simple a, a, a denial of justice to so many victims who have survived and obviously it's a denial of justice to to those who who died um during these horrific acts so i think in in short um the figures that we have to our disposal uh, we learned from dna for africa on the 6th of may um that there are still about 58000 cases uh backlog uh, that means that it's a ring-fenced amount. So I think the challenging part for us is that we haven't been able to see a holistic number, so they haven't given us the, the overall as cases increase on a, on a daily basis. Um, it was purely aimed at the original 300,000 backlog. And we've heard promises made by the new uh, National Commissioner, General Masemola, we also heard promises made by the previous National Commissioner, General Sutsoli, and also obviously the Minister of Police, Becky Tele. But none of the uh, public-private partnerships that were promised have actually been committed uh, committed to. So there's no real cooperation with universities, etc., to see how we can fast-track the issue. Ian, what we see do is frustrate a lot of cases and these are not necessarily cases that would all be in the public eye. So with the cases that are publicized, like we saw in the Hillary Gardy matter and others, we know that the processing of those samples is expedited, but this is not what many families are being afforded here. Yeah, to me, it's, it's a very aggravating matter because, you know, I, I look at the Hillary Gardy case and, and obviously it's wrong, it's terrible what happened, but there's this this uh, uh, prioritization from the Minister of Police and, and the South African Police Service to uh, see to it that justice is served. But, you know, a few days afterwards, I was in Kailicha after six people were shot and killed there, and I didn't see the same attention being spent there. There was no ministerial visit. There was no 72-hour intervention plan. Um, you know, and, and 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 so it goes for many places. I mean, there are 153 rapes per day reported in South Africa, and remember that only one in nine are actually reported. So uh, there are thousands of, uh, probably more than a thousand rapes per day in the country, uh, and uh, 60 people will be murdered today. But we don't see this the same kind of attention. So it's 
it 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 really seems to uh, seems to me that you need to be either politically elite or connected somehow to really have uh, the right kind of attention given to your case. What do you want the public protector to do? Well, in this case, I think we want the public protector to obviously put some pressure not only on the Minister of Police and the South African Police Service in general, but to also make it uh, of presidential importance. I, you know, it, it, it is very simple that DNA is a is a crucial factor when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, uh, solving crime. And it's a much, much easier and a simple way of linking someone to a crime scene and and making sure that it's a it's a it's a solid chain of evidence to to link a perpetrator to a crime scene or even link a victim to a, a crime scene. So DNA is just such a useful tool to use. And uh, we've now heard that the convicted offender amendment bill will also uh, come into action pretty soon, which means that all Schedule Eight offenders, and, and just for clarity, that typically rape, murder, etc., those kind of serious violent offenses. Um, will have to give DNA samples as soon as they are arrested, um, which means that we can then populate the DNA database and, and make sure that we can link more people to crime should they should they be involved in them again. So these are positive steps, but unfortunately we don't see it in action on ground level with mm. the police. And I'm quite hesitant because I don't see the training being done on ground level and I don't see police members being empowered to really enforce these types of acts. And Ian, do we know how far back some of these cases go in as far as the backlog is concerned? Well, some of the cases that we've had to do with um, are, are up to three, even five years. So, so many cases literally take years. And I know of several cases um, that we've seen watching brief reports for in, in different provinces where cases are, are eventually scrapped from the roll in court because the DNA report never makes it to court. It's just it's just not available in time, and eventually um, the case is just scrapped. You know, it's postponed 11, 12, 13 times, waiting for a DNA report, and then nothing happens. So it really can take many years. In the cases where things do go faster, um, uh, DNA played a massive role. You know, I always use the example of little Chantal McQuena. Uh, she was murdered and, and dumped in a, in a, in a toilet uh, a few years ago, and um, and two years, almost three years later, DNA was the was the solid link between uh, her murder and the perpetrator, and um, and that could have been done so much quicker had the system just been geared to handle these types of things. Because I mean, at the end of the day, that offender was out on the streets and still able to commit these heinous crimes. Um, without anyone trying to stop it. It really is a, a denial of justice, isn't it? Because as long as, you know, families are, are waiting for the results of the, the DNA that, that goes into these cases, cases, these families are not able to access justice. Yeah, and I think it's a broader systemic issue. You know, there's a, there's a general criminal justice system issue. Um, we're doing the oversight on a case uh, of a female victim called Sipukazi Boy. She's originally from the Eastern Cape. She was murdered by her partner uh, at the end of 2021 in uh, Bikini, close to Paul in the Western Cape. And, uh, and, and he was out on bail for assaulting her, and he literally beat her into hospital. And then he still got bail. I mean, she was beaten to the point that she was unrecognizable. Uh, the photos really were incredibly shocking. And 
um, he actually got bail. So he was out on the street uh, while she was recovering in hospital from how he assaulted her. And shortly after that, he um, he killed her, dismembered her, and he set her on fire. Um, and, and she was found later on just outside in Bikwini. So, you know, um, uh, first of all, the, the original investigation uh, should have been done properly. Bail should have been denied. He should never have been allowed to, to get bail. And uh, it could literally have saved a life. Oh, Ian. I mean, you know, it's just, it's unbelievable the gruesome ways in which um, women are killed um, in in this country. So I just, I had to take a moment just to take that in. It's just, it's devastating um, that people have to lose loved ones in that way. And, And when it comes to justice, these processes are frustrated because of what is not happening systemically. Ian, thanks for coming on to the show. Ian Cameron, a spokesperson for um, Action Society. You know, who, who does that? Who does that? What kind of animal takes somebody's life away in, in the most gruesome way possible? It, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I can't get, can't get used to just the nature in which women are sometimes killed in this country. All right, it's 9.30. Let me take you to the latest news headlines. I'm taking your calls on 011-714-2006. On the WhatsApp line, it's 0614-104-107.